And we do have Jerry. I was speculating on what you might be doing, meeting with Boris, conversations with other GMs. How's it going down there? Uh, pretty good. Actually, was drinking coffee, just telling stories with yeah. uh, <laughs> with Tate and Moore, just, uh, which is uh, part of the fun of the GM meeting, just like the social aspect of it. I was going to say, who do you hang out with there? Like, who who are some of your friends that you end up hanging with when you're at an event like that? I, I tend to be a little bit of the, the pop around visit with a lot of groups, but you know, Thad Levine, the GM in Minnesota is a, is a good friend. And I spend a lot of time with Thad. Uh, do tend to spend a, a fair bit of time with Dayton Moore, uh, with the guys from the A's, Dave Forrest, Billy Bean, uh, who we've been around for a lot of years, Farhan Zaidi with the Giants. Are, they're typically the people I spend hmm. most of the time with. Is it easier or harder to make a deal with somebody you're friendly with? I, I think it's easier. And, you know, for me, I, I, one of the things that, that is a, a carrying tool as a, as I've gone through the years is I, I'm, I'm fairly candid, as you found out. And I think that makes, you know, the Mariners a little bit uh, easier to deal with because it's not, you know, seven or eight uh, conversations that are that last five minutes in speed dating we sit down for 15 minutes and you have a pretty good idea of what we're trying to achieve and 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 what we're willing to do who we're willing to move or how far we're willing to go on a contract what have you been more active with so far trade talks or free agent talks uh, a little bit of both you know we, we've sat down with a handful of teams and, and we have a few more on the schedule today uh, we've also met with the, what i would call the you know our the agent the, the, or representation for, you know, the players that we've cited as the best fits for us. So, uh, and we have a couple of more of them lined up between now and, and tomorrow morning as well. Uh, we've heard the name Marcus Simeon quite a bit uh, as a free agent and, and the Mariners have been linked to him. He's obviously one of the top free agents in the class this year as an MVP candidate, MVP finalist. What is it that you like about Simeon? What do you like about his game? Uh, roughly everything. He does everything well. And, you know, in addition to being an incredibly well-rounded player, you know, gold glove defender, he can play both second and short. There's really no reason he can't play any position on the field because he's athletic enough to do it. Great base runner, real power, you know, and he's in, and he swings at the right pitches. And, and you put those things together with good makeup and what I would say is extremely high intellect. Uh, there's, it's, it's, it, it, there's a lot of reasons to, to like Marcus Simeon. Kind of a late bloomer, right? I mean, I mean, he's had he was always a good player, but it seems like he really grew into being a great player in the last few years. Yeah, I, there's no doubt. I, two of the last three years, and I don't know where it will land for him this year, but he's been one of the best players in the American League uh, in two of the last three years, and and you know, doing it for playoff teams or contending teams in Oakland and, and Toronto. But I, I've had a chance to watch, you know, Marcus since he was at Cal you know, as, as a college player, and and he has. He he was so athletic, and you just felt like there was there was so much more he was capable of. And and I don't know if I would call it uh, late blooming in in the same way that I look at JP Crawford. You know, it's a it, it's sometimes development takes a little more time than you think, and you know it, it that once once opportunity is given to those guys who have that that kind of broad based skill set that good things tend to happen if you just give them the reps of the of the free agents that are out there this year i'm talking i guess specifically on the hitting side but i guess it could be either who controls the zone best in your sort of control the zone uh world who is who who embodies that there's there's a number of them you know there's i i think the, the obvious guy that jumps to mind among the current free agents is mark canna 
who has always been uh, a, a good zone dominator. Swings at the right pitches, extends at bats, draws a high walk rate, you know, limits the punch outs. Uh, which are which are the different, you know, I guess base traits you're looking for. Uh, Michael Conforto is another guy who can really control the strike zone, and uh, uh, there's there's a lot of them in, on this free agent market. It is a it's a good time to be uh, Freddie Freeman, obviously. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a good time to to be a a, a, a buyer in mm-hmm. an offensive state in this market. On the other side of it, and I think we talked about this years ago. You know, your your mindset as it comes to free agent pitchers. What is the concern level for guys who've reached free agency and are you know of an age to have reached free agency and are looking for big contracts as a pitcher? I mean, with pitchers, you always have to balance the the upside, the the consistency, and then the obvious risk associated with injury and. You know, the one thing I, I am living proof of is that as you age, injury becomes you know a, a bigger factor, particularly for the pitchers. But you know, one of the things that that I've I've learned through the years is if you if you try to manage the risk too much, uh, you won't be bold enough to make decisions that can make a difference. So you, you do have to embrace some risk, and I think that's more true when you're talking about the pitchers than it is with the the position players who are historically a little bit more stable even at that that stage in their career is it seeming like an active market i mean uh, we're hearing some of these rumors coming out that the rangers want to spend a hundred million dollars and the angels are doing this it it seems like it must be pretty active there it is i mean it's hard to be to to be more active than the mariners but i but i feel like we're (laughs) we're in the middle of the pack It's, it's been a very quick start to to the the natural off season and you know postseason's wrapped up you got a lot of teams here it's the first time that we've all seen each other face to face since you know 2019 really uh as a as a group and that includes the player reps and and the the various the 30 clubs and the league you know the the officials from mlb so uh Pretty exciting first couple of days. I do sense that it's moving pretty quickly, and and there are a lot of teams that that came in here with some payroll flexibility and, and big plans. Do you think you could get something done while you're there? I mean, could we see really either an early signing or an early trade, or or is this just laying the groundwork for later in the off season? I think it's probably more laying the groundwork, and and generally the the likelihood is you, know, you might come up actually the the. The, the space I'm walking right now on the the lawn outside the the main building is is where we did the Mike Zanino trade back in 2018 at the same spot and you know probably a hundred feet from the table where we laid the groundwork to do the the Cano Diaz Kelnick trade. So you know it's a it's been a, these are these are places where you can get a trade done quickly with the free agents. You're probably uh, you're probably laying the groundwork more than you are completing a deal. Uh, before we let you go, and I know you're busy and, and have a lot to do and a lot more people to talk to, I got to spend a moment or two on Scott Service being named a finalist as the manager of the year. You know, what was your reaction when you saw that? Uh, I don't know if you saw my quote in our press release, but that's genuinely how I feel. Is that I cannot imagine that anybody deserved it more. And you know, and while I know there were teams and. You know, Kevin Cash had a wonderful year, and, and it's tough to shoot holes in what he's done. And Dusty Baker's had a Hall of Fame resume. You know, but if, if like with the MVP discussion, when you talk about 
who did the most to, to propel a team forward. I don't know how you could look at the, the results that we achieved and not think that Scott was the best manager in our league. Uh, the decisions that he made all year long, particularly with how we used our pitching, and really keeping a group together through, you know, some early adversity and, and then watching a young team flourish at the end. I, it's, it was a storybook season. And, and I hope it's something, I know it's something he's proud of. And I hope it's something that everybody else recognizes because he deserves it. Well, it's cool. I, I really hope he wins. I think we all agree with you here in Seattle. And uh, that'd be pretty awesome. You, do you like that? You like the GM meetings? Is this a fun time of year for you? Oh, this is my element. Right. <laughs> I, I, this is, I, this is like my Disneyland. And, you know, I, I come to these things. I, I, I tend to, you know, through the years I've gotten better at actually finding time to sleep. But, uh, when you have an opportunity to meet with, you know, all the, 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 the different player reps, all the different teams sit down, you know, every day we're talking baseball and, and, you know, it's about my favorite thing to do. So I so think, cool. uh, you know, being here in the, in the great weather at talking about baseball, it, it doesn't really get much better. I'm so jealous. I, like I would be so much more jealous of you this week or winter meetings week than any other time of the year. Forget about watching my team play. I would just want to do this. It just seems like so much fun. So cool. Enjoy it, Jerry. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes away from it to talk to us. We appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. You got it, Mike.